Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friend. Welcome back to Above Par. So I hopefully if you were looking at YouTube, I had a little snafu last week and just technical problems. It did not get up. It got deleted and I can't recover it. So sorry about that. If you're looking for last week's, it is not on YouTube, but uh, you can definitely listen to it on any of the podcast apps. So I hope you're having a fabulous week. And I wanted to talk today about golf anxiety. And I'm going to separate it from golf to begin with. I'm just going to talk about anxiety in general, and then I'm going to relate it a little bit more to golf. So anxiety is really prevalent for most people. At some point, you're going to experience some level of anxiety. And I just want to, by definition, um, give you the terms of it, because I'm not talking about people who are need to be uh, prescribed medicine or who are diagnosed with um, you know, high anxiety, that I'm talking about the anxiety that we experience just really on a, we can experience on a weekly basis at different situations, right? And as by definition, it is the feeling of worry, nerv- nervousness, or unease, typically about something with an uncertain outcome, right? So let me read that one more time. A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease typically about something with an uncertain outcome. That's really golf, isn't it? Like most of the shots we have, we, we really are uncertain about the outcome. So it just makes so much sense that we have a lot of anxiety on the golf course. And I like to term it, to use the term soft anxiety, which I kind of think I made up because I hadn't heard it before, but that's like the way that I can visualize it. It's not like there's anything rampant going on. Sometimes maybe there is, but just like that subtle, soft anxiety that we can have a lot of times when we're playing golf that kind of runs under the current a little bit with us. And this is a thing as humans, we are designed The anxiety has served a purpose for us. That nervousness is something that our brain likes to have when we needed it, when we were worried and nervous about getting eaten by a tiger or an animal, or we don't usually have that experience anymore, but that still, it does serve a purpose for us. So this is really good to know that our brain is just doing its job. It's looking for all the threats and the dangers out there. And it's giving us this sense of anxiety or nervousness because we don't know what's going to happen. Our brains don't like that so much, right? So it shows up. It's very prevalent. A lot of people have it. And really the way that it presents or shows up for you is just as a like a vibration in your body. If you think about the first T jitters, if you had to explain it to somebody, they're like, well, I get first T jitters, which is a form of nervousness, right? We have that sense of worry about the outcome or the unknown. And if you had to describe it to somebody, you would say, 
that never heard of first tee jitters, like let's say a, a non-golfer, you would say, well, my hands might tremble a little bit and my palms get sweaty. My heart is beating a little bit fast. My stomach might flip a couple of times, right? And someone would go, what's the big deal, right? Because it doesn't hurt. There is no you know, damage going on. We can't get, it doesn't cause us pain. The only pain from the first tee jitters is the pain that we cause ourselves about worrying about the outcome is really what's going on, right? So your anxiety presents or shows itself to you, that soft anxiety is just kind of vibrations in your body, a flutterness, an uneasiness, right? You can feel it. Most people can feel it at different points in their body. Just like I said, either in your hands or your chest or your stomach. So when anxiety is showing up as just a vibration in our body, what happens is we make it mean that something is going wrong, right? That's that we need to fix something, that, that we have a problem that we need to you know, get rid of, so to speak. If you just, there's so much power in knowing that it is just your brain doing its job and it's going to show up. And when we cannot make it mean anything, we get back so much more control and power over the situation, right? So let me talk about a couple different ways where it does show up. Some of the bigger ones that are more predominant. So one is just people playing with different people. We worry a lot about what other people think. And we worry a lot about uh, how we're going to show up in front of them, whether we're going to embarrass ourselves or, you know, like I said, what they're going to think about our golf game and our ability, right? It is kind of really amazing when you stop and think about it, that we're going to actually affect our swing and our shot more so that the likelihood that we hit a bad shot, which is what we're trying to avoid is going to happen because we're worried about what other people think, right? Which we have no control over anyway, right? But so when we worry about the other people or get anxious about other people, it totally affects our golf, right? So that can show up as who you're playing with, Maybe people on the back of our uh, back of the green, maybe people on another hole, uh, or anxious about the ground screw watching or stopping. And I just, <laughs> for the record, I just want to say we need to stop that one. Okay, I'm going to just tell you, being in the golf business my whole life, right? I grew up a golf pro's daughter, so I hung out at golf courses as soon as he could take me to work every summer. They just want to go home. They either want to go on their lunch break or go home, or they're actually very relieved that they get to stop and take a break. So don't worry about them. They are not paying any attention to you. So that's one way. The other way is different shots, right? That we have. So let's say at your golf course that you play a lot, there might be that little, that nemesis hole or that nemesis shot that you have. It could be a small chip into a green, right? Or chipping on Bermuda grass is always one that gives people some anxiety. You might have a half of a swing. People sometimes don't like taking half partial swings. It could be a specific approach shot over water, right? Different situations, start noticing where you're sensing that anxiety, where you're worried a lot about the result. You might even have certain holes. So I had, I had a hole when I, I got to the finals of the LPGA uh, tour school years ago. So I made the first stage, went to the second stage, made the cut. So now I got to make it to the next two, two rounds and finish high enough and I'll have my my tour card, right? Be able to go play on the LPGA tour. So there's one hole at this golf course. So I did not know then what I know now for sure, right? <laughs> I had a very mismanaged mind and I still played pretty good golf. So there's this one hole. This hole I had dreams about, like nightmares about. I would wake up at three in the morning 
every before every round so worried about this hole. It gave me so much anxiety. It just did not set up for me. I didn't like it. I had a little bit of a fade with my driver and the hole was long. The landing area was narrow and on the right side, it was just, there was no grass. It was dirt and it went right to a cart path that went right to out of bounds. Like the white line of out of bounds was on the right side of this cart path. So if I hit even on the right side of the fairway my, with a fade, right, it was going to kick and go out of bounds. I had so much agita over this hole. And I would, even when I was playing in the, in the tournament, like before I got, it was like about 13 or 14. I can't remember exactly. I tried to forget it. Um, every time I like, I was thinking about that hole coming up, like on oh, three more holes, I'm going to have to play that, the, you know, number 13. So it gave me so much anxiety worrying about this one little hole. If I knew how to process all of it and really kind of come up with a game plan, which is what I suggest you do, I could have tackled it so much better. But I went into that hole and I made it through. I stumbled through every, I kind of steered it down the fairway, you know, didn't make my best swings. And on the last round, I'm playing pretty good. You know, I got to finish pretty good and I'm going to get my tour card for sure. And so I hit my drive up there, just like I visualized it in my dream, a little fade and it hit on the right side of the fairway and it trickled down to the cart path and rolled out of bounds. And I teed up another one and I did the exact same thing. And I teed up a third one and I did the exact same thing again. I could have scooped up those balls with a, a sleeve, a box, empty box, right? I could have scooped up the, they were all right next to each other. I'm pretty consistent, <laughs> but they, I could have scooped them right up. Right? I was so worried about that hole. If I had only just come up with a plan, I would have had a totally different future for sure. I, I ended up finishing pretty decent and I ended up missing my tour card by two shots, right? So the girl in the group finally said to me, she goes, have you thought about hitting a five iron off the tee box? And I looked at her like she had 17 heads. I was like, what? I, was like, I had never, yes, of course that makes so much sense. But I was so wrapped up in how I was gonna play that hole. I was so wrapped up in that I had to hit driver because it was long. If I hit a five iron, I couldn't reach the green in two and that wasn't gonna work. You know, I was so wrapped up in all these thoughts that, well, you know, tour players don't do that. Tour players can hit it down there and hit their driver. I had all these thoughts that just, I got stuck with, right? That didn't work in a budge, but I had so much anxiety over that one hole. So you might have a nemesis hole as well. I think of sometimes 17 at sawgrass, right? That par three over water, that's, that would give people a lot of anxiety because we're so worried about the miss and the outcome. Pebble beach has plenty of holes like that for sure. Right. So you might have anxiety over different golf courses, even that you don't like to play or that you just give you that nervousness. So your first step is to just be aware of where it's showing up for you. You might have, like I just described, some areas that really create a little bit more anxiety. It's always nice to kind of come up with a plan for those to help you. Let me talk a little bit about how it shows up in your body as well. So you get that anxious, anxiousness, you feel the vibrations in your body. And then when we get into that fight or flight mode or freeze mode, which our body is sensing, right? There's a little anxiety and nervousness. We find that something's going to go wrong. Our body gets a little bit on high alert. What happens is if you think about each one individually, when you're in that mode of wanting to fight, right? You can think about making a fist and tensing up. We're fighting. So we become more tense. Our arms are tense. Our grip gets tenser. Our shoulders get tense. 
if you go into, if you're a person who has a tendency to go into the flight mode, same thing, right? You tense up as you're getting ready to run and go away, right? You get your whole body is going to get tenser than it would if you were not anxious. And then freeze, of course, is just everything is tense, right? So how your body reacts is counterproductive for how you want to show up when you're trying to swing a club, right? Most of us want to show up and be pretty relaxed, right? You don't want to be anxious. You don't want to have to hit a shot being nervous or anxious. It's not your, what I call preferred state. You're not going to perform your best in that situation. So it's nice to notice. I want you to notice how the anxiety shows up, but it's nice to know <laughs> that it's not productive, right? Notice that you do, you are going to get tenser when you have those feelings. So what do we do about it? Right? So you have four ways to deal with your anxiety, right? You can resist it, which means when you resist it, which means you're trying to push it away, right? You're trying to make it go away, make it not come up. And the more we push against something, then the bigger we make it. So when you push against an emotion, you push against your anxiety, you actually make it bigger. So I like to kind of think of like you uh, walking a dog or at least walking my dog on a leash, right? The more I pull back on him, the more he pulls forward. So we make it bigger when we try and resist having or experiencing that anxiety. The other thing we can do is we can react to it. So when you react to anxiety or nervousness, basically that's like the person whose kind of hair is on fire, like, and they're running around and their energy is getting really fast, right? You react to the anxiety. You might talk a lot about how things are really horrible in this situation, right? You know, people who do this definitely off the golf course when they get anxious, right? And they become reactionary to their anxiety or their nervousness. So on the golf course, that person will be way more visible as far as having that nervousness. The resisting person, you probably wouldn't notice it as much. And then the third way is avoiding it. So avoiding anxiety would be like a beach ball that you take and you smush underneath the water, right? You just try and avoid it and just pretend it's not there. And a lot of times what happens when we're trying to avoid emotions, this is where a lot of times people end up... Uh, what I call buffering, right? So they eat or they drink or they get on their phone or they, there's a lot of other activities you can do, but those are the biggest ones that you could do on the golf course. When I think of avoiding emotion, I think about a story when I played in a pro pro event, when I was on the future store with my friend, Jamie, and we're paired together in a cart. And I think it was a, I'm going to say it was like an alternate shot, <laughs> something. Anyway, we both hit it in trouble. We would like, she went left and I went right. And our, instantly we went to the little cubbies in our carts and grabbed snacks and we started eating and we started laughing too, because we instantly were trying to avoid feeling anxious by just eating something, right? Which I think actually is a lot of the reason why people drink so much on the golf course is just, we're always trying to buffer away some of the uncomfortable emotions that happen out there. But yeah, we, um, it did not help the, the eating the snacks or the pretzels or whatever we had in our, in our, the cart cubbies did not help. That was just a way of us avoiding feeling nervous about the next shot coming up in front of us. So the fourth way, which is your most productive way to handle and deal with this emotion is just to allow it to not fight it, to not avoid it, to not react to it. You just want to allow it to be there. Acknowledge it. So there and so I'm a little nervous right here, right? I'm going to just notice it. And most of the time when you 
allow it, it will pass. It will, you'll be able to be aware of it and allow it to go. So you can get back to that state that you prefer to be in when you're swinging a golf club, right? So allowing it is just to be aware of it in your body, how it feels, and just either say, all right, you're here and you're going to come along for the ride, which is most of the time, the way that we deal with first tee jitters, right? The first tee jitters don't go away until somewhere down the first hole sometimes, right? It's not, it's, it can be, sometimes it can be the first hole jitters for people, but you can still take a swing. You can still perform. You can still get a good result, right? When you're noticing I have first tee jitters, nothing is going wrong. This is totally normal. And I can still take my swing. If you're standing on the tee thinking I have first tee jitters and I don't want them to be here, they need to go away and you start fighting them, they become bigger, right? This is a lot of times how panic attacks happen. You could also just react to it, which would be, you know, <laughs> a person that I would not want to play with if they're reacting to all of their uh, nervousness, right? You got the picture on that one, or you could just avoid it altogether. And usually for the most part, we're not able when we're avoiding an emotion where it's never going to go away. We have to deal with it at some point and it can be a, it can be a, a useful tactic at times on the golf course, but it's really important to be aware that you're avoiding it versus allowing it, right? It just takes more energy, right? And it doesn't allow you to get to where you really want to be. I encourage you just to sit there and acknowledge, I, I got the first tee jitters, no big deal. I can still make a swing. They're here telling me that I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I care about what's going on and you don't have to make it mean anything and you still can perform well. So with that, so what can you do about it? Right? So I would suggest I have a lot of tips on a website. I'll give you a link in a little bit that if you want to access them, but one of the first things that really empowers you is to be aware of it. Most of us go through playing golf, really ignoring them altogether and not being aware of them and wondering why we keep getting these same results over and over again, right? Just be aware of it. Like, like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I got a little anxiety here. No big deal. I'm not going to make it mean anything. It's just my brain saying that there's stuff going on out there that thinks is danger. That is it. Right. So start to be aware of when the anxiety shows up and how it shows up for you in your body and your swing. Right. So awareness is your, is your first thing. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is practice off of the course. So what that means is I be aware of where you have that subtle anxiety that shows up off the golf course and notice how you deal with it. Which one of the four ways do you deal with it? Do you resist? Do you react? Do you avoid or do you allow it? And try and get in the habit of allowing it to be there, not making it mean anything and just process it right? The better you get at that, the better you're going to get at the golf course and doing it because on the golf course, like I've said before, we don't have a whole lot of time, right? There's not a lot of time between shots, right? If you're home, you can go and sit down and take 30 minutes and kind of figure it all out. Right. But on the golf course, we don't have that luxury. So the more you can practice off of the golf course and allowing yourself just to have that, that little anxiety and make, and notice that it's nothing's going wrong. You're not going to get hurt, right? You're just going to allow it to happen. Then when you go on the golf course, you're just that much more powerful uh, to be able to get into those states that you like to be in, right? It gives you so much more confidence when those situations come up and you're like, no big deal. I've been there, done that, right? I got that muscle, right? I built that muscle. 
So the third thing that I would suggest you do is just breathe, right? I know breathing, people are like, yeah, yeah, I breathe. I'm breathing, right? It just happens automatically. I want you to consciously breathe. Like you're going to take some deep breaths in and you got to make sure you exhale, right? Most people are just breathing in and short breaths out. Breathe in and exhale. And that really helps to calm yourself down and bring your awareness back to the task at hand. It helps focus your brain more on the prefrontal cortex besides just calming everything down. So I think that is a super useful tactic if you do it effectively, not just breathing like you would if just because your body's on the auto you know, train, right? Doing that. So you got a couple different ways of dealing with your emotion of anxiety, understanding what it means that nothing has gone wrong. It's just your brain doing its thing. Start being aware of it. Start practicing off the golf course and learn how to breathe deliberately on the golf course. And you'll be able to manage your emotions, manage your anxiety, that subtle anxiety in the golf course, and be able to take more of your talent out there and score better, play better. All right. You got this. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. So I mentioned that I had extra tips. I have six mental tips that I put together in a video that you can access at kathyhartwood.com forward slash six. That's kathyhartwood.com forward slash six. And there are six mental tips. It's a video that you can get access to that you can use on the golf course to help you calm your nerves and reduce your anxiety so that you can play better. So if you're interested, head over there and download the video. All right, talk to you soon.